Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from our friends in the community. I think you'll find these conversations super informational, as well as fun to listen to. Snooze are about what's new in my guest photography world and how they are implementing it in their business, from pitching new clients to learning about products that are selling. Each guest will share what's hot right now in their business. This week's episode is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states. As you tune into this week's episode, we find ourselves in the middle of March. It's the beginning of the shutdowns across the United States from the coronavirus. Schools, restaurants, businesses across the country are being told to shut down. It's some scary times indeed. We hope you find yourself safe and comfortable in your homes, and you can enjoy this episode as an informational distraction from everything that's going on. We hope that you can find the time to reconnect with not only your family, but also spend some time on your business. We will all be affected by this and pray we all bounce back quickly. For anyone listening to this, finding themselves in need of some help or just need somebody to talk to, please reach out to me anytime at jason at thegroup.com. All right, this week's SNOO features Rakita Henderson and I thoroughly enjoyed interviewing her and you're gonna be able to tell how much I enjoy her company quite a bit. I apologize for the overzealous amount of laughter during our conversation, but here goes. Thanks for listening to this week's Something New Every Week. All right, welcome to the next episode of Something New Every Week. I am here with Rakita Henderson. Um, usually most uh, interviewees double-check the name. And, and Rakita is one of the first interview people that I've interviewed that I, I, I've spent lots of time with her at different shows and, and always seems to be on the other side of the room at a party but never really sat down with her. So this will be really interesting, uh, this conversation. So say hello, Rakita. Hey, guys. How you doing? I, uh, I, I've, been, I've been watching Rakita for a, a long time, and uh, I absolutely love her energy and uh, what she, she shines in, in any room that, that I've ever been in. And uh, she's just f- fun to be around. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rakita's based in St. Louis and uh, is a photographer. We're going to get into her career and, and all of that stuff uh, in, in, in the next uh, you know, part of what we're going to talk about. But uh, I'd like to start off with this is something new every week and get right to the meat of, of talking about something new that's, that's, that's going on in, in, in our community, in our photography world, uh, that is, is, is something that they can share that's helping them in their business um, so that you get an immediate takeaway. You can listen to this and then you can just go away if you want. <laughs> that's up to you. Hopefully, we always stick around. Anyway, Rakita, what's something new that's happening in your world? For me, uh, the new thing in my business has just been a re- really it's been a refocus to old things. Um, I have taken a large step back into um, printing, print work for my clients, printing for my home, um, and being much more mindful of being a creator. I feel like I was I was in a um, a rut of being a photographer and literally going from job to job and not really 
focusing on how I do what I do and just doing what I do. And so that has been uh, the big, big thing for me in like the last six months has been very, very. So you're, 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 you're working back around and focusing on things that are making your business more money. Ironically. <laughs> um, was and, side, that was a lovely side note. <laughs> lovely. So, so focusing on products and printed things that um, are, you know, I mean, number one, for it's serve, about serving your clients, right? Yeah. Uh, and and focus. So is there any particular product that uh, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect or? I fell in love with um, Graphy Studios Wall Art. Okay. When I was at uh, WPPI. Okay. Um, and Imaging USA. Um, I saw them there too. Um, I just spent an obscene amount of money on samples that I hope to get <laughs> in the next week or two. But... Um, so I don't know anything about Graphy Studio or Wall Art. Give me the, give me the. So the... Graphy is based out of Italy, uh-huh. um, and I play very hard with the um, loyalty to brands. I feel like um, I had a bride once tell me that I was her red bottoms, like, like uh-huh. she had to have me, like she had to have red bottoms, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, That's we're a gonna great work compliment. with that. I was like, we can work with that. <laughs> um, I can work with that all day. Yeah, and so. Um, with that being the case, I'm always looking for a product that will set me apart in that way. Mm-hmm. That automatically, when people see it, when they touch it, when they feel it, it makes them pause. It makes them stop uh-huh. and want it. Right. I'm a firm believer that um, people don't buy what they value. They buy what they want. That is my um, number one piece of business advice. When people tell you to build your value, I think they're giving people bad advice. Sell what people want. Sell what people want. Don't, well, yeah. Sell That's like trying to want. push a, a square peg into a round hole, right? Yeah. I'm like, value doesn't mean anything. Sell what people want. Is there one particular wall art piece that you you say your clients are liking more than more than another? Not at the moment. Okay. Right now, people are very um, excited by the idea that somebody is um, focused on them in that way Mm -hmm. like um in the industry in my area not there are not a lot of people who want to take the time because it does take time right um it does take effort it does take energy to sit people down and do the sales process and then order said sale products and then (laughs) deliver said sale products and like make that whole Uh, thing an experience it's a lot it's a lot of work it's a lot it is a lot of work pretending like i just was like Get a Miller's account and go. That, that, that's not what happens? That's not what happens. <laughs> um, your Miller's account is gold. Let me just tell you, those the wood prints from Miller's to die for. Um, but it is not as simple as all that. And so... Well, let's talk about how you arrived at that. Because I think there's a lot of photographers out there who start their business because they love photography. They want to be a creative person. Absolutely. And um, there's a big push in our industry right now for, you know, um, helping photographers uh, earn more money. And, uh, you know, forgive me for sounding old, you know, 10, 15 years ago when our uh, before the recession hit, uh, many photographers were just out there charging lots and lots of money, and they could care less if they sold any products. Mm-hmm. Then we hit a recession, and the industry train changed a little bit. And again, these these are all my opinions, so you could agree or disagree with me. And 
photographers were not making as much money and uh, we kind of got away from and I think some of it had to do with uh, the the going from film to digital to having better processes in place to to do this mm-hmm. easily be uh, ways for us to order products and uh, we kind of lost our way a little bit and now over the last couple of years which is wonderful to see we're back to you know almost this 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 epic push to you know, help photographers find a way to to make more money and and serve our clients and be able to um, provide them with things which what our clients really want. But most of us get into this industry because we love taking pictures. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, we realize we really need to make more money and we don't really have a good sales process in place. That's true. And um, it sounds like y- you were in that in that scenario so let's talk about uh you get to that point you figured it out and you know you've spent a lot of time at at conventions and conferences Mm -hmm. and so you spent a lot of time learning from good people Uh let's talk about how you've you've implemented that in your business just like walk me through i'm a client and uh i've you shot my wedding go well the process starts way before that like if if we get to the point where i i've shot your wedding and we're sitting down, and now I'm talking to you about products. I've lost. I've already killed that sale. It's dead. <laughs> so you, you start right from the from, <laughs> from the beginning, the very beginning. Right. Like I want to talk. Like I don't. I I don't show people um, digital files if I can help it. I keep an obscene number of samples in my studio. I'm um, and and for those of you you can't see, but I'm sitting surrounded <laughs> by just an an incredible amount of of stuff. It's neat. Yeah, and so. I don't want to ever show people digital work if I can help it. I want to be able to put a book in their hand. Uh-huh. I want to be able to go in another room and bring a print into the room right. so that I can show them what it is that we're talking about. I think that that particular step is in just instrumental in conveying how much I value printing the work and how much I want them to value it. I know we're going to give you the digital files. It's 2020. Nobody's getting out of this alive without digital files. I know how that's going down. But I don't want people to feel like the album or the wall art is optional. And so when you start the process by embedding that idea in the front end, it is much easier on the back end to get people to come with you on the ride. If they've been, if they, it's, it's like a roller right, coaster. Right. If you've been going through all the loop-de-loops, by the time you get to the big drop, everybody's <laughs> expecting it. I love right? that analogy. So, so you're walking, yeah. They're like, yeah, let's go to everything. <laughs> so like that's kind of, that's how my process plays out. Like we talk about it in the email that we send for engagement sessions. We talk about it when I send you an email referring my favorite florist. I talk about your album spreads when we're talking about what you're going to wear for your engagement session. Like everything has to come back to how I'm going to display it, everything. So every conversation, like nobody hires me if all they want is digital files. I'm not the right photographer for you if all you want is digitals. There are 50,000 other options of people who do that. I'm not the one. And right. So you've built your it. business around from the moment they walk in the into your studio here, which I'm surrounded by lots of samples and you're immediately showing them up front. I'm not your, did you, I'm not I'm not your, your shoot and burn dude. guy. I'm not your digital dude. I'm not. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that was a pivot for me. 
I actually started shooting film. Like I've been a photographer for a long, long time, longer than I care to admit. And um, I shot my first weddings on film when I was very young. And were you like five? I was fourteen. <laughs> okay, I was fourteen. I was very, very young. Um, we'll get to, and I want to know all yeah. about that too. Yeah, we'll get but to I, that. I shot that. You know, I shot my first weddings when I was fourteen on film. Uh huh. Um, thirty-five millimeter. Yes. Twelve rolls of thirty-six. You know, that's kind of how I rolled. I, right on. And people would hire me, and by hire me, I mean call my dad and say, can Rikita shoot my wedding this weekend? That's how I would get hired. <laughs> wow. All right. I definitely want to, I, I want to go there because I don't know anything about this, this Rikita. But I, I, I so, um, you are, you are getting, and for, if we, and I'm just trying to guide you here yeah. a little bit. I, I, um, they walk in the door, they see my products, they know I'm not a shoot and burn person. We're preparing them. And I think this is a good point. She had to get to this point to, build in the sales process so the second they walk in the door they're seeing this stuff now i've shot the job you've you've delivered files to them what's the next step oh i don't deliver files until we talk about their album so sweet so they're coming here they're coming here they're coming to your studio okay process we look through we start with wall art and we start building how we want it to look on the walls right and then we build their wedding album and we start with the book that i've designed i'm the expert i was there (laughs) <laughs> I have designed this book to the best of my ability. I love that I was there. I tell people that for every hour of coverage, you should expect eight to 12 pages of wedding albums. Uh-huh. So if you hire me for 10 hours, I'm going to show you 120, 140 pages. And it's your job to narrow it down. Okay. That's your job. That's okay. not my job. That's your job. It is my baby. Yeah, you and you kill it? That's right. on you. <laughs> and you guide them through that. I know personally, um, learning that sales product was uh, process was, was it's it's not if you're if you're a super duper creative person first, and not a super duper business person, uh, you know left mm-hmm. and right brain, right? Yeah. Um, was that a difficult thing for you to start? And is there any advice you can offer? For me, it was freeing. For me, the I like. There is nothing more depressing to me. Then doing all that work and then not doing anything with the pictures. Like that was like I went through a serious stage of um, just why am I doing this when clients who I adored, who I loved what we had done and they weren't doing anything with the pictures. Right. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, what was the point for Facebook likes? Like, Really? I mean, I like Facebook likes. I mean, Facebook likes are great. I mean, they're wonderful, but there's got to be more to it than Facebook likes. Right. So, like, that was like that was like a big um, shift in um, just momentum and mindset for me when somebody was like, um, and like, who was that? I can't even think of the teacher who was first like, you know, people will buy it if you print it. And I was like, they will not. <laughs> <laughs> so there was something in you that just, you know, just said, all right, I got to do something. I have to change. You know, yeah, that's like, like a switch. Idea, right? Like for, for all the, all the big pivots for me in my life were all like light bulb moments. Like right. I can, I can remember when my husband flipped the switch that I could be a professional photographer. Like I remember when somebody flipped the switch that people would buy a printed item. I remember the moment when somebody was like, when somebody flipped my switch from Zoom lenses to Prime. 
Like right. I remember those like big pivot moments where I was in the right mindset. I was in the right space and somebody was like, check this out. <laughs> well, I don't think this is an accident. Uh, in the the short time we've known each other, you con- you, you learn and you I soak it in and, you know, none of this is an accident for you. And, you know, that's kind of what, you know, what I, I want to get from you from in, initially in the sales process. You know, we, we don't just implement that in our studio overnight. No. So what can you say? I'm, I'm a new person. I've been shooting for a while. Um, I'm not making money. I don't have any sales process. Where do I start? I would tell people to start with assuming that you are completely comfortable with your camera and your skill set as a photographer. I would tell you that the place that you want to start is in what you want, what you feel passionate about as far as product. I would have told them to go to Imaging USA or go to WPPI and touch some things. Like you have to become motivated by the idea of printing your work. So that, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that like, that's great advice. Yeah. It's it's a thing that's missing. Like people get so excited. So education is missing is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People get so excited about posting work. Yes. That they forget that that's not the end goal. That's a marketing tool. Right. That's not the finish. Right. Like that's just the middle point. The, end goal has to be creating something. Right. And so I think that as a learner, you that more people have to be open to the idea of learning. They are, a lot of people are not. They're not even open to learning the, the freaking exposure triangle, let alone. <laughs> well, I mean, the barrier to entry to get into becoming a photographer now and always has been, uh, you put out a sandwich board and say, I'm a photographer. There's That's it. And, th- and there's nothing wrong with that. A no. Lot of people, I just feel like if you wouldn't buy it, don't sell it. <laughs> that is great advice. That is that is great advice. And yeah, I, I tell people all the time, you you're, I, am, I am your biggest cheerleader and your harshest critic all at one time. Best thing that ever happened to me as an artist was um, Dina Douglas ripped me a new asshole. Wow. Uh, she, I, I asked Dina. her for, I asked her for a critique. Uh-huh. And she gave it to me. <laughs> Dina. Jesus God, did she give it to me. And she oh, Dina. Everything. Yes. It was everything I ever wanted. Yes. Man, I went home and I looked, like, she, I mean, she gave it to me. She's, but you're still here. And I want it again. Like, I want to be like, yo, Dina, round two. Like, <laughs> Like, did I get better? Did I hear what you had to say? Like, like, but that's what W, like I went to my first WPPI this yes. year. That's what WPPI for, for me. I sat mm-hmm. through the judging and oh my God. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yes. Like by the end of the judging, I could see it before they said it. Uh-huh. Like I was like, oh, that's what, like I know, like I'm looking at my work and I'm thinking 73, 74, 72. Maybe an 80. Like, I'm like, uh-huh. I could see it. Yeah. I see where the, I can see it. And that's like, I'm waiting for some people to open their eyes. Right. Just get out of your ego mm-hmm. and open your eyes. Like, you can be as arrogant as you want to, as long as you can take it when it's dished out. 
Watching your work get judged is definitely one of the hardest things my to God, do. It wasn't and even my work. And I was like, yeah. what are y'all doing? I'm a huge nod to Dub PPI and the judges and the amount of work that they put into that show. I mean, obviously, mo- uh, many of you know that that I was involved in that print competition and, and um, they did a great job this year again. And there was nothing more. The education that you would get from 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 sitting and watching judge critique images it doesn't matter if it's done ppi it's uh imaging usa does it live so does you can imaging see it USA live do? imaging usa not only does it but they do it live and you can watch the video stream when they do it what? yeah and then you know also I'm gonna get them to get better at the marketing because i didn't know that yeah um <laughs> i can't i can't speak to that <laughs> But um, even if you can't get to watch Imaging USA um, when they do there, and and, and honestly, does it, don't they? every state does their own print competitions, their own image competitions. Uh, so there is absolutely no excuse for you to say, I don't want to travel or I don't want to go. Every state, not only does every state have a chapter in, in most cases, has a PPA most chapter. Um, most major cities within that state have their own chapter. So you can go watch a judge. And, and it's not as a huge a commitment as it is to um, WPPI, where it's two days for nine, 10 hours. This is, they'll go, they'll, they'll only judge 100 images, but those judges have to be certified and qualified for for it and the knowledge that you're going to get. So just just go sit on it and print competition. And I'm going to give you one more piece of advice on top of that. Even if you look at the the, the chapter um, the chapters and and anyone who's listening don't if they don't know what they're talking about you can reach out to me and I'll, I'll find one for you. Um, even if you can't afford to go to it and you say I just can't afford this, I bet you a million dollars if you reach out to one of those board of directors and say I just can't afford it this year, can I come watch the judging? I promise you, most of them will say please join us for the day. So uh, I definitely definitely great advice on, on learning and growing as a photographer. So. Let's get to you as a photographer. I don't, I don't, I want to hear it all. I want to, I want to hear Akita from the beginning. So you are based here in St. Louis and you are born and raised. And it's been, you know, me as a transplant from, from New York City to here um, has been great getting to know local photographers. I can't believe I've been here almost two and a half years. I haven't been here yet, Um, but I'm glad I'm here today. And uh, how did how did we get how did you get involved and tell me about your your story? Oh, um, I have this cliche beginning story where your dad buys you a camera for Christmas, <laughs> and I was twelve. Um, you guys should like see fairy dust at this point. Um, and my aunt got my aunt and my cousin got engaged the same year, and my aunt asked me to shoot my cousin's wedding. Because I tormented my family with my Pentax K1000. Oh, yes. tormented them. Like, for the whole two years before this. And drove them insane. I brought it to every family event. I shot rolls after rolls after rolls after rolls after rolls of film. All the time. I was on the newspaper at school and the yearbook staff. And I drove them insane. And so, um, my... Aunt was like, I want you to shoot my wedding. And I was like, okay. And she was like, I was like, how do I do that? And she was like, just shoot it like you would shoot it. And I was like, okay. Um, so I was the annoying person, like underneath the hand, and climbing <laughs> all over the place and 
don't not. I mean, I, she pulled those pictures out recently, and they were not horrible. We should ish. We should <laughs> we should put these in the show notes. We'll add this to the blog post that I'll create. And uh, and she, I shot my cousin's wedding, and she was like, "Not bad, kid." Right like, on. Okay. You can shoot mine. And so I shot And that was wedding. how many years ago? Um, that was 28 years ago. Wow. Okay. My, you that, were 14. I was 14. Okay. Um, well, you got me beat. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I shot her wedding. And then I shot every wedding for every person I was related to. From the time <laughs> I was 14. This sounds like a great investment for your family. Uh, they had. <laughs> they got their money's worth. Let me tell you what. I tell people I quit doing it um, when I was 23 or so 22 23 i stopped doing it because i got engaged for the first time i was engaged two and a half times that's a different podcast oh two Um, and a half times okay we'll get to that another Um, time um but i got engaged and um started shopping for a photographer and realized that i had been giving people a two thousand dollar wedding present and none of those people were gonna buy me a kitchen aid when i got (laughs) so i was like i should probably stop now um, and it wasn't people I was related to by then. It was like friends of friends of friends of friends. Right. Um, by the time I was in my 20s. So I went and uh, went to culinary school and business school because I met my now husband. And he was like, you really have got to do something else with your life because you hate your job. And I was working for AT&T and I hated them. Uh, I hated the job. I hated getting up in the morning. You went from culinary business school no, to working at AT&T. I was at AT&T. Okay. And they I oh. went to culinary school while I was at my day job. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. Um, and so he was like, you have to find something else to do. So I went to culinary school. Um, I was going to open a bakery. Okay. Um, and my favorite teacher sat me down one day and he was like, nobody puts this much effort into their homework without having a plan. So tell me what the plan is. Right. And I laid it out for him and he was like, I want you to understand what you're asking for. And he broke it down for me, uh-huh. like what that type of business ownership looks like. And he was like, so if you're okay with this for the next five years, I will mentor you. Like, you wow. will, like you will, you're ready. If you want to do it, I will do it with you. And it, he was right. I didn't really want it like that. Wow. Um, he was like, do you want to turn? He said, you have a passion for creating. Do you want to turn this thing that you do? with food into a job because it will become a job right and i didn't i didn't want to like i create i cook out of love right and i don't i didn't want that to become a job okay and my husband was like so what about photography you're already taking business courses because you were taking them for the culinary part so what about photography why don't you turn that into a thing that you do for a living because you love it you could do it for a living it could be a job for you right and I didn't know, I, and as I've gone through this process, it has become a job at times, but I've also realized that it's not the photography that I love as much as I love the people. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's that's where really where I wanted to go with, uh, and I'm going to get there, is yeah. your personality. It, it's about the people. It's about the people. And yeah. I can tell you're like me. There's lots of introverts in our business, but you are 100% extrovert. I'm an extrovert with introvert tendencies. Right. Like I, I extrovert out and I pour it all out on the table yes. and then I got to go recharge. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I can tell you, like me, get so much out of being around your people. I have and to be meeting people. new people and being Finding in a large people. room and, 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 and just like, mm-hmm. you know, I had a period in the last uh, this 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 summer where 
I was trying to figure things out and I hadn't been around a people, a lot of people. And I swear the only thing that kept me alive was meeting with my dad's of my kids' elementary school group at a bar once a month. If I didn't have that, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. So I could tell you, you and I. So I'm sorry. It's yeah. not about me. Um, you are, uh, are uh, you've decided to go into photography. How many years has it been now that you've, you've, you've had your own studio? Um, I've had a studio space for 12 years. 12 years. Um, this in this my, space or? Actually, I've been in this space for seven years. What's today? The sixth. I celebrate my 12th year as a full-time photographer. Wow. Of this month. That is, and our industry, unfortunately, 12 years is a long, I feel long time. Days. I feel old some days. I feel very, um, um, get off my lawn. And then other times I feel like we're not moving fast enough in adapting and growing and changing and, and getting where I know we can be as an industry and as a community in general. It's a it's a wild space to be in right now. I don't think that I would have expected this. I feel like my business has made giant pivots in like the last four years. I, I feel four or five years it's been where I feel like everything about what I thought I knew changed like i i realized what i didn't know like i didn't know what i thought i knew if that makes sense it does and i wonder if i if i can make the analogy that so i have seen you in our community for the last four or five years and i and i wonder if it's your conscious effort in the last couple of years and i can be totally wrong is it has it been your conscious effort to dive into education and being part of the community that's made a huge, huge difference, difference. it has, has and yes, and and I'm curious it's it's when you decided not to cook anymore or bake or whatever mm-hmm. um it was that education that you decided to make that change that made a huge difference for you and now you've dove into education and being part of this community that's made the huge difference is is that is 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 it fair to say that it's because of that the way you've dove in that has made huge differences in your in your oh, life? Absolutely. And that's really interesting. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of us find that it's not like this huge, you know, overarching stretch to say that, but we all need somebody and a shoulder to cry on or to learn from and 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 it has made a huge difference in her business, the amount of money she makes, and just finding that education. So, if you find yourself—I don't care if you're a photographer or not—if you find yourself in that place, this is a good place to be. Oh, absolutely! But I want to move on to a little bit about your personality. And <laughs> yesterday, I kind of trolled your feeds, oh, trying sorry. to learn a little bit more about you and your business. I'm and, so and, sorry. And, no, it was great. <laughs> and I and. Tell people all the time. <laughs> So my Facebook life is wild. And- well, well, it is, it is, and we're not going there yet. So I read through, but I, I went on your, I went on your, on your Facebook page, your mm-hmm. business page, and I noticed that you had 183 recommendations, and you know, I don't know, I don't, that's a lot, and and I think that's that's really wonderful. But I gotta read this, I gotta read this quote. Rakita is not just a photographer; she is an artist. Her work captures life and feelings, not just as as a, not just an image. The pictures she has done of my grandchildren reflect who they are as people in a not typi- in a way not typically seen in professional photographs. If you are looking to capture not only the visual reputation but the feeling of an event or special moment, 
Pinks is it Pinksit? Pinksit is the name to remember. And then a following one was a great mixture of bubbly personality, attention to detail, and passion to be the best. Man, that is wow, blows out the side of my head. So I think your greatest asset is your personality and is one of your greatest assets is your personality. And can you tell me any tips how this helps or hurts your business and how have you channeled that over the years and what you've learned, everything that's Rakita? It's uh, It's been a journey. As a person who I've grown a lot as an individual in say the last six years. Uh-huh. Yeah, about six years. Parenthood and being a wife and being a mother, and <laughs> being a, like just being a woman in in this particular stage of the universe, right, has made me much more empathetic individual than I think I ever expected to be. My children would argue that, but you know, yeah, well, <laughs> what else is new? But I really feel like my personality in the last few years has really become about understanding other people okay um and being able to see people at at their absolute best self Uh no matter when i encounter them right so being able to see the best in people maybe in the moments that they are not necessarily their best being able to see their best beyond their fear okay um it's really helped me see people for work purposes in deeper, clearer ways. So I want people to feel as comfortable as possible about Uh what we're about to do and what we're about to create. But I also want them to be their most clear and authentic selves. It's for me, the work is about how you feel in the moment that we're creating it so that you can feel it again when you look at it. Right. That is my, always my goal for like work because it's as much as it is about the pictures it's not about the pictures right like as a wedding photographer like i am the memory maker like that's my job my job is to give you back all of the memories but i need you to be focused on those moments so you know what i'm handing you right so when i'm talking to my brides about how i want them to live through the day Right. Like we talk a lot about being conscious in the moment uh-huh. because weddings are a thing that where people move fast and the goal is to get from here to here to here to here to here to hug people goodbye and then it's over. Right. And you're like, I want you to slow down and stop yes. in this moment and have a minute here so that when I show it to you, you can remember what you were thinking here. And I am like um And there were several comments also in the recommendations that talked about that, which was really interesting to me that you were able to convey that message to them that they remembered it. I want like it's it's what I want for people more than I want the pictures to be epic. Like that has been my big my big hang up, my um imposter syndrome shows okay. when I talk about um my work because I don't create the big epic thing, like I'm not an Erica man and I'm not you know, I don't do the, the giant, gorgeous, like, thing that makes people stop in their moment. But I had to realize that I make people stop in different ways. Right, right. And so being able to really understand the power that you wield and how to wield it for as much good as humanly possible. 
Right. Is like well, so you're using your personality to put people at ease, but at the same time, you're pulling those threads so you can kind of understand them a little bit better. Absolutely. I yeah. want to know who you are. And, I want to know yeah. why you love. I want to know why this person was worth this investment. I want to know why your grandkids, why you needed to take these pictures of your grandkids. I want to know what it is about them that you love so much that you hired me for this. So I know what I'm going to find so I can go get it. How? Yeah. So think about what she just said. How many of us even ask those questions? Like to me, and it's completely natural to Rakita, we are running a business, but like how many of us actually spend the time to think about like, why does grandma want these pictures? Like, why does, why is this important? What is, what is the, what is the legacy of these pictures going to mean? And, and you really, and I can tell that you spent a lot of time and you can see it in your pictures and, and I disagree with the epic part. I think you take beautiful pictures <laughs> Thank you. I, and, they, and they, you work they, they hard at right. them and, 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 and while that's though. the imposter in you that I'm I can tell is the next epic, step though. for her, which is great. As epic. artists, we should always be striving towards, yeah, it, uh, like towards those goals. I could get 10% epic in there. <laughs> I think you're 10% epic oh, all the time. I just need a, <laughs> I just need a sprinkle. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, okay, so I we've made it to about 38 minutes. Uh, awesome. And 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 I think that, that that's great. Well, I'm not done yet, though. Okay, cool. I want to talk time. about more industry things. Um, to talk about... I, I'm not even really sure where. And I didn't write any questions down for myself, so... I just kind of want to open end these these questions in the sense that um, I, you know, you were very involved in in our community um, and diversity in our community, mm-hmm. and and I think it's a it's a, and, and we talked about this a little bit before um, we started recording. I told Rakita that you know I you know as, as putting together WPPI's conference and then working on other things over the years was always trying to find ways to bring more diversity. But it, in, in my opinion, and uh, gosh, I hope I don't get myself in trouble for saying this. And I and I'll admit okay. I am scared um, because I I you know I want to be part of bringing more diversity into our industry and. It's only in the last, in my opinion, the last five years. God, you see how far I'm like tripping over myself because oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> in the last five years, where I've seen a, a lot more uh, uh, people of color and um, uh, people uh, in diversity in our industry step up and become great teachers. Um, where, where, where do you see our industry going, and where do you think we can can go? Like, what's the next step? Next That's steps. a big question. I know. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. Let, let me make it easy for you. So, Doug PPI, how did you feel about diversity, Doug PPI, this year? Um, I thought that there needed to be more diversity in the judging panels. Okay. We've been. I've been having this conversation with a lot of people about. I felt like there were lots of opportunities for images of people of color to merit higher scores, but they didn't for. I, what I think are cultural reasons. Okay. I think there were cultural gaps in the judging. Interesting. I've been talking to people about all the different ways that you could go about fixing that. But, like, that was a big thing. I saw a lot of, like, I just feel like there's a there's a space for that. But I feel like the industry itself is still set up on uh, principles of beauty being um, based in Western white standards right 
and there and that in itself makes it difficult to judge things that do not like live in that bubble. Okay. Like that set of judges and that set of eyes and that set of rules and standards don't necessarily work for international weddings. They don't necessarily work for weddings outside of standard white culture. In like, I mean, e- even in American weddings, right? Uh, per se. So, like, do you think it's just a lack of understanding because they haven't been around it, or? Well, of course. I mean, that that of course plays into it, and and that's right. not necessarily something that I think that is something that I I, I say all the time. Seventy um, percent of Americans, seventy uh, percent of white Americans, don't have friends outside of their uh, race or class. So how would they know anything other than what they grew up with, what they live around, what they breathe every day? Uh, yeah. You know? and, and that's been a really interesting observation for me moving from New York to St. Louis. And it's it's been mind-boggling to me to see. It's not necessarily the division, but like that statement that you just made of not knowing you know, people outside of their own race. Um, I've never lived in that world. And here I can see that. I have oh, lots of friends. Um, so real here. I, it is so real. And and I, and I and it's an observation that I've made is that a lot of, uh, you know, like, and I've heard people say, like, a lot of racism is just because if they don't understand. And I, living in New York, I've been like, I don't understand that. How do you not understand? Yeah. But, you know, it's the environment that they grow up in. There's n- nothing yeah. other than white people or mm-hmm. black people. And I've just never grown up in the world like that. So I, I, I can see that. Yeah. I understand that. So I, I want to I make a suggestion to you. I'm making it live now um, to help you with that, judging, with that judging panel. Here's my suggestion. And I'm going to challenge Jerry if he's part of the print competition next year. I know that you said that it, it, you, know, you wanted, I think I saw something that you, you, you'd like to be a judge. But even I if you're it. not a judge. Even if you're not a judge, what I want to challenge you to do, and this is me being the guy who used to be behind the curtain there, I want to challenge you next year to offer some education to Jerry or whoever's running the print competition. And I want to challenge you to educate them that they do a meeting before their print competition. And I want to challenge you to, to offer some, some of your own education, a 10-minute soundbite to them for next year's competition, and you will provide real change. And that's that's just me and you may get a no on that, but I'm challenging them as well to do this. I don't know that I'm the right voice, but... I totally, 100% disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I think you are 100% the right person for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll argue that point. But um, who's... I, I think that that um, like WPPI was life-changing for me. Like, like okay. it, was, it was a great moment for me. Um, I, like, I didn't know that, that PPI did judging. Like, I had no idea. Um, so, yeah, they don't do it live in person the way WPPI yeah. does, and that's what makes it so special. Yeah, and so it's it's a it's a moment where I'm like, I am going to like my intention is to enter next year. Yeah, um, my intention is to get the people around me to enter, like uh, the creatives around me. I want them to all enter. I want people to be um, motivated by the the competition of it and the art of it. I feel like it's a a great doorway into like wherever they happen to enter i'm entering everything everywhere like, <laughs> who's got it who's so got it, it, I'm in, in, like, in in my world over the years this is called she has been bitten by the competition like, bug what? there's a bug <laughs> like, who's got a comp i'm doing a comp. 
the thing behind it. Let's do this. Like, um, I think I mean, that's, and I think that's, and I think that's wonderful. And and I'm going to keep tabs on you because I want to see where you go. And and one of the things that I miss about WPPI is watching some of the people who really grew with the the competition. Cami Grzynski is one of those people. She was fabulous. She came Man. one year as a as a volunteer, and she didn't. You know, she was just getting started. She worked her butt off as a volunteer and look at where she is now. Um, she's one of my shining stars over the years. I, I really enjoy meeting her. I think you asked me next te- steps. I think that is the thing that I would be interested to see in all of the groups, like whether it's WPPI or PPA or the international, some or other, some people with some more letters behind it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one that is. There's lots of them. Okay. I mean, lots of people, yes. lots of groups. Yes. I think I was literally had an hour long conversation with someone this morning. The the gap in diversity is access. Yeah. Like how many people of color don't know that the like Interesting. have no have no feasible idea that this is a thing. Right. And like that it's an opportunity that it's like that these competitions exist. And that they don't necessarily exist just as competitions. Right. Like, for me, the competition isn't necessarily about the competition across, not just across other photographers, but the competition with myself. Right. The, comp- the, the opportunity to just learn something, see something different. Right. And like, that's something that like I've been like, I've been in the industry 12 years. I knew WPPI existed. Right. I was always, but it was always a party thing. Uh And I was like, I don't have time or the funds to be able to afford to go and party for a week. Right. Because it's a conference. Like, I don't have money to go. I don't have a thousand dollars to spend to go party. It's a big investment. Right. But I would have spent a thousand dollars to go learn. Right. Like it didn't like it didn't click for me what I had missed until I sat through the judging. Right. Like. (laughs) What? <laughs> she's waving her arms right now I'm like, what? <laughs> so like yeah like i think that's the thing that like all of the group like all of the foundations are missing but therein lies the gap between corporate and community right right you know yes if it's really about community then push your community work Right. If it's just about corporate, then you're there. You got it. You're doing your thing. You're making your money. You're right. You're, but if it's about community, right, then you have to change the way the community moves. Okay. Like, I feel like that's that's the thing that that a lot of smaller conferences like Shutterfest and the Cookout, those groups are built on community. Right. Like they're built on the the whole uh, underdog outlier mentality right right like and so if your goal is to speak to the underdog and the outlier you have to go to them where they are right and be like so we see you here and we're not trying to you know tell you how to do your thing but we just want to show you a couple things let me just can i just show you (laughs) i just want to show you a little thing let me let me just let me just hit this button. I'm going to clear this thing up here. 
And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's how you build community. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally just how you build community. People are always asking me how to get into get diversity is such a buzzword. I hate it right now. Oh, I hate diversity You're as right. a buzzword. You're right. I hate inclusion as a buzzword because as soon as you say it, it feels like you missed it. Like it's like you missed it. Right. Because but community I think is still the thing that people have to kind of grasp and, and grab hold on. If you can get people to be a part of the community and feel invested in the community that's where the growth happens right like that's the thing that i think that that there therein lies the bridge do you think we're making progress oh absolutely yeah i think that um progress is is multifold like um we were talking about the fractions of like how things move right i think that all of those those spaces are necessary Uh you know you're you're um using my Oscar um, uh, parable, uh-huh. you you know, Oscar So White has to exist for other studios to, like, they have to exist at the same time for progress to be made. Right. Like, you, like this argument has to happen right. for this space to I be agree. able to do what it needs to do. I None agree. of them can exist without the other. Right. Like, there's no way progress gets made with, like, like Malcolm and Martin had to exist at right. the same time. Like Malcolm would not have been as prolific as he was without Martin uh, on the other side being as prolific as he was. They needed each other. Like it's a necessary balance. Well, I mean, and I think for the first time in the last five years, though, there are other communities building that I think are influencing like Tamaya's and uh, Tamaya's Cookout and, you know, Sean's and, you know, other other there's other communities that are building that I think are now starting to have influence on some of the larger communities. And then I think those will start filtering over into the corporate side of it. So I I am really encouraged with what I'm seeing. What, putting you on the spot a little bit, what would you like to see WPPI? What progress could be made in, in, do you think could be made? None of this happens overnight. None of nothing happens overnight. What 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 would you like to see? So you want to see some more diversity in the print competition would, next year? I would like to see more. I thought they did a good job in their classes this year. Okay. Um, I thought the um, class lineups were um, more diverse than I've ever seen them. Um, I but, agree. I agree. Arlene um, did a great job this year. She did. I was yes. I, I really wish that I had had more time to um, spend with her and thank her personally. Um, for her efforts. But you were I partying. Said, I did not party <laughs> as hard as I wanted to. I am old. I, I've decided that I am old. I don't know that I am made for Vegas. I just don't know. Um, you also went to Imaging USA, right? I did go to Imaging. What, what, what would you see that can be done better there? Um, I feel like um, Imaging is a, a All right. bigger, it's a bigger yes, conversation. Yes, okay then um, I think I can have, uh, I think there's a, there's a balance that is not there. Okay. Um, and it's, it's just, um, I think it's just a matter of like, everybody has, as people build community, everybody has the people who they pull in and, and make part of that growth. I think that there, that it just needs to be wider. I just think okay. the, the, the voices need to be wider. 
Well, you were there that you were there. So, I mean, I think that's that's a, that's a start in that that's direction. That's a start. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, we're almost finished up here. This is more of a lightning round. Okay. All right. To, to wrap round. things up on a lighter note, because that's that, that what we did was just pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. So, and and before we before we move on, I just want to say that as uh, a white Jewish guy from New York City who worked <laughs> at WPPI, I think you you are doing some wonderful things for our community, and please keep it up. And I okay. I, I I as you know who doesn't have a ton of influence over our communities anymore, but I. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on you and and I I uh this is the older older white dude who wants to help. I, I welcome it. And, I, and so I, uh, I and I just want to compliment you in in I th- think you've done a lot more good than you even know. Oh. Well, uh you. and and uh, your influence as with your personality and you have a gift of being able to argue without being an asshole about it. <laughs> That's and that's a really goal. wonderful thing that you can do is you can say, hey, you're a jerk. You, this is not cool. But you do it in a way that doesn't make people feel bad. And that's really hard to do. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. It's kind and of, I know it's hard. It's hard when you're angry about something. Trust me. I know. Being on the internet helps. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, being on but, the internet helps because I, 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 I don't have to. Um, <laughs> I can yell and say what I don't want to say out loud, out loud and then I can type. The, and delete. The, I, no, I generally I yell at my husband for fifteen minutes, and then I turn around and I say what I like. I've once I've had a minute to let the the rush happen, then I can sit back and say, okay, why do they feel this way? How can I help them see the, an opposite side? You do. I, my, you do. You do a great job at it. Always to lead with empathy if I can. Like lead with empathy. Take that home, folks. It's, it's always lead with empathy. All right, all right, round. all right, lightning round. All right, all right, all right. Favorite music before a shoot. This is for me. Favorite music before a shoot. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So it depends on the shoot. Okay. So I have um, a ratchet playlist that I kind of uh-huh. stuff I, I I claim that I can't listen to in front of my children, but I do that I listen to before I get to weddings. Uh-huh. Um, I also have a very romantic playlist that I play uh-huh. depending on the girl. Okay. Uh, like my mindset before a. Wedding has a lot to do with the couple, okay, um, and how we have developed our relationship and what I'm expecting when I go into it. Um, there's nothing worse than getting amped and then walking in and she's all rom com, and you're like, crap! <laughs> I have the wrong. All right, but give energy. me one song. <laughs> one song? Oh, um, um, all of the lights, Kanye West. Okay, right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, favorite food? Ooh, I'm a foodie. Um, I know, which makes this a really hard question. It makes this a very hard question. Um, I um, like a um, sushi. My favorite sushi lately has been there's this. Um, oh, where are you finding sushi in St. Louis? Um, Indo. Indo. Okay, I think we're going there for lunch. <laughs> All right. Same freaking time. Okay. Um, I, he, he has this um, tuna jaw that's fantastic. All right. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, Go to beverage. Uh, adult beverage. Adult beverage. I'm a tequila girl. Okay. I like tequila right in on. all its forms. Okay. Uh, one piece of gear you purchased recently that you were afraid to tell your husband about? I bought a, um, Mark, <laughs> I bought a, a Mark II 1DX. Ooh. Yeah, he's going to kill me when he finds it. Right. Well, we won't, we won't publish this for a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, tell you me why you love St. Louis. I love St. Louis because it's home. Because as 
fucked up as this city is, it's still mine. It is an interesting and city. And it, it's only as good as the people who stay. And so... And that's the thing that I find about here is... The, the people yeah. who stay are important. Yeah. And um, we got a lot of heart and we got a lot of fight in this. And it's, it's not over. A lot of heart. A lot of heart. Like New Yorkers, a lot of heart and love heart. for their city. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, it's been interesting. Anyway, this yeah. is not about me. Yeah. Rakita, thank you. This was supposed to be 30 minutes. It's now 57. Woohoo! <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for um, your friendship recently. Oh, no um, thank you for being part of this. Um, we'll put a lot of the stuff that she talked about in the show notes. As always, please subscribe. We hope you enjoyed this pod, uh, this episode's podcast. Uh, this week's episode and we hope you learned something new this week on something new this week thank you rakita thanks guys